0: Thank you. Into to How's Things, the podcast and radio show from the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Allie Fressmeyer.
1: I'm Nick Gunning. How are you, Allie?
0: I'm pretty good. How are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, did you say this is from the David A. Howe Public Library? Did you say recorded right here so? in Wellsville, New York?
0: I didn't say recorded right here in Wellsville, New well,
1: York. Well, it is. That's, that's crucial. We can see the scenic vistas. That's true. New York, out it my is window. pretty scenic today it is nice actually we just got sent a picture from nick davis who operates uh genesee valley media and it's a great picture so you can go to the library's facebook page and check that out
0: Ooh, i haven't seen it yet so it's very cool it's a nice like that.
1: drone shot it looks looks very mm-hmm. cool very scenic uh bittersweet today Allie.
0: it is a little bittersweet because
1: yeah. this is the final regular episode of how's things i thought you'd no I, no, I, boot, no well, tears or anything like i that, wasn't sure dis- how to respond okay i understand I yeah, was, emotions are tricky i was
0: shocked emotions are no tricky words. yes
1: as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks we're going to be reformatting and starting a new podcast called but have you tried we did a little uh, sort of planted pilot last time and we're ready to spin off so uh we're we're going to be doing the final episode here today and just as a reminder, we're going to keep house things is going to sort of pop back now and then uh, as as a series of specials. Allie, are you familiar with uh, the I Love Lucy program? Did you watch I Love Lucy? I, you
0: know, I've seen a little bit of that. Oh, my
1: gosh. I visited
0: the museum in uh, oh, Jamestown.
1: Oh, Jamestown. Yeah, that's a fun time. I saw well, the
0: terrifying statue.
1: Here's <laughs> Scary Lucy. Yeah. So scary. It is a thing of beauty. It's it's you can't look away. How about that? Yeah, I How just about that?
0: I just hope that if I if I do anything to you know become really famous, yeah. that I'm not immortalized in a terrifying statue like that. But listen,
1: art is designed to e- evoke, evoke feelings, emotions. You know what I mean? And I definitely looked at that monster and <laughs> uh, and I had feelings. Uh, I took my son there because he and I watched I Love Lucy forever, and he was like, "Is that Ricky?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> it's not. It's supposed to be." It's oh supposed gosh, to be Lucy emphasis but
0: this is on supposed to be.
1: Here's what happened on I Love Lucy. Okay. Okay, okay I'm ready. They had the I Love Lucy show uh-huh. with the whole gang. And then they were when they were ready to stop doing weekly shows, they switched it to the Lucy Desi comedy hour. And uh-huh. for the next like three or four years, the I Love Lucy gang would pop back and do an episode every couple of months, you know, three or four times a year. That's pretty much what How's Things is gonna be doing. So we're closing the I Love Lucy portion, but you can keep an eye out in the feed for the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour versions of the show. Some of the ones we have lined up for the future here. Malika Costa is going to be back for our annual Black History Month program. He and I are going to do a uh, Poetry Month episode down the road. And then, of course, Pride Month with Bo Hutchings and Halloween with Sally Jacoby Murphy. So all those little annual favorites that don't fit with a new format. How's Things is going to be here uh, to bring those back. But even so, I'm, uh, I'm very sentimental, so it is hard to to record a final episode but here we are
0: can i can i lighten the mood by by mentioning something creepy about oh about i love lucy it's it's not that creepy okay okay but it has always seemed weird and a little bizarre to me that lucy and desi in real life would name their children lucy and desi
1: yeah that's odd like one of your children
0: named after one of you yeah understand probably wouldn't do it myself right. but like it's a whole tr- you know yeah. it's a whole thing yeah 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 but both of your children named after both of you that just feels a little weird to me this is
1: a fact that i know but i've never <coughs> in my life thought about that That you're about right the they're fact just named weird. lucy and desi they're just yeah. named lucy and desi yeah
0: i think they spell lucy differently which she's is got an IE.
1: she's got an id you gotta ID. gotta be yeah.
0: differentiated somehow she was
1: on she was a regular on here's lucy which was a later lucy ball program have you, have you watched the lucy show I don't think so. Oh my gosh, that's a but Have you tried? That's a but Have you tried right there? All right. Before we start a new podcast, Ali, let's finish this one by opening up our books and seeing where our bookmarks are at. Alrighty. What have you been up to? What are you? What are you reading? I mean, I see your Goodreads, so I know. <laughs> I know.
0: You know, but I'm gonna tell you. Anyways. Please, okay. please do for the so, folks at, for the
1: folks at home.
0: A very important day has come okay it's the day on which i finally was able to read and finish the most recent of louise penny's books a world of curiosity which was released in november of last year i think okay 2022 and i had a little bit of a hard time getting my hands on one because she's popular she's popular and a bunch of people are really excited when she writes a new book are you going to
1: read the hillary clinton louise penny book now
0: I might yeah i think you should i am kind of intrigued i think you should and i've read all of her other books at this point yeah, so like to. might as well you, you know
1: you don't have any choice how did this one stack up was, was this book 15 18 18 okay
0: she's been busy yes it was good okay. yeah it like it brought back a plot element from a previous book that i didn't care for <laughs> primarily because it involved a serial killer and it's a little disturbing oh, okay. but it is very like it's a very interesting plot element and it was okay. like there was a lot of like stakes and like it was tense. And so I would like last night I was reading it and I was like, there's no way I'm not finishing tonight. Yeah. So I'm like, Caleb, do your own thing.
1: <laughs> You're on your own.
0: <laughs> I have to finish this book because yeah. everyone is either injured or tied up right now. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was, was it was pretty good. It was overall. successful.
1: What did Caleb do?
0: um I don't know. I was focused Ooh, on my book. Wow. I okay. think he read for a little bit and then I think he I think he played a little bit of Hades. I don't okay. know if you've heard of that yeah. video game. Yeah apparently it's great and has yeah. cool art and stuff yeah but
1: my old friend eric nichols uh co-host of the all the book show just finished hades as well oh, so yeah? i'm not a big gamer i tend to like go towards old school like yoshi and even lego games like i'm a sucker for the lego games i played through the skywalker saga had a great time
0: that's understandable
1: i got ninjago to play with my son but i just play it by myself it's all an excuse yeah you know?
0: i would say i'm not a big gamer either okay i've been playing a lot of stardew valley so i guess that can, right. that can be another bookmark yeah. element yeah. it's not real heavy duty gaming but it does <laughs> satisfy some of my deep-seated need to farm that i currently have no other way to satisfy huh okay and
1: we're talking about getting plants in the library i would like that we could toss in a couple down. of sweet potatoes why not
0: uh, why not i grew potatoes in a pot in my house last year really yeah oh they need a lot of okay. light so you have to like either have a grow light or do it at the right time of year for them to actually okay, work. Okay. And it didn't make a ton of potatoes, but like it made potatoes and I ate them. You
1: created p- potatoes from nothing.
0: I mean, I don't know if I would say I created <laughs> well, the potatoes, yeah, but, but potatoes weren't there did. and then they were. Because so of you. You created them. Because of me. So okay.
1: Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yeah. Which do is you a lot remember, of fun I recommend. You you might be just like on the cusp of being too young, but do you remember when um farmville took over facebook
0: i remember it i wasn't part of it but i like remember i remember being kind of aware of it
1: i wasn't a part of it either but that didn't mean people would leave me the heck alone (laughs) i was constantly getting messages being like please trade me some carrots by joining farmville and i'm like no i'm not going to i feel like that whole facebook game craze kind of died and right that's not thank really a goodness thing.
0: that's all i have to yeah. say that was not a phase that i enjoyed
1: during the the tail end of the all the book show in 2020 when when uh we were really really trapped at home i did get into mobile gaming more than i ever had okay. i played a lot of uh, uh, star trek trexels no surprise but i played scrabble constantly like OM. constantly With like friends and like family members, like high school friends, just like Mm -hmm. everybody who was on. We were just like, I had constantly like five or six Scrabble games going at once. And then one day I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I've never done it again. Yeah.
0: I don't think I've ever been very good at Scrabble. I feel like Scrabble is one of those games that people are always like, oh, you're a book person. You'll be great at Scrabble. But like I've never gotten a clear enough grasp of the rules to oh. actually be good at you it. You just spell
1: letters. You spell, spell letters, spell but letters. then
0: there's like triple words and double True. something. and yeah. d-
1: This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Uh Scrabble is kind of like her kryptonite because she'll get a rack of letters as you do in Scrabble and mm-hmm. she will look at it and think, "Man, if I had an A, I could spell that word." And then she'll look again and be like, "Ooh, if I had an S, I could spell that word." These are not helpful things to know because you don't right. have an A or right. an S. So right, you right, can't.
0: Right. You just have to go with what you have. You can't can have.
1: spell those words. But I was um I was locked in battle with my wife's cousin Megan for 6 months. We played constantly. And I could never beat her. And one time I beat her. And I feel like that's where I was like, all right, hang up the jersey. You know, I'm done. We peaked. I'm done. So I beat you, Cousin Megan. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> and I also uh, I also was like a, my personal Everest to beat Ben Lehman. Ben, who's who's written all the music for the All the Book Show in-house things. And I beat him as well. Although we don't need to compare records of who beat who the most okay, okay. we could just leave that in the just, past right. with the rest of mobile gaming i don't know why we're talking about mobile gaming i and guess it just happened all because of a sudden stardew valley all and farmville sudden. um all right so you so you finished louise penny you I got did. anything else in the hopper where, where are you heading now? so
0: next now my deal with myself was once i finished <laughs> louise penny i can read legends and lattes which is a book about an orc who's like is kind of an adventurer but okay. wants to start a coffee shop instead right. which has been sitting on my desk waiting for me but i was like we can't have too many books going at once or we'll True. never finish anything so that's next on the slate
1: okay do you have a do you have an audiobook and a print book going? i do have an audiobook
0: and a print book so My, i just finished a hat full of sky by terry pratchett as an audiobook and i've moved on to the sequel which is wintersmith hmm. so these are the tiffany aching ones so she's like learning how to be a witch okay and also there's a lot of sheep that sounds fun and tiny tiny yeah. blue really angry fairies yeah okay It's a pretty good time. All right. I would recommend.
1: I cannot remember. I'm reading a baseball book by Nick Stone. It's called, like, (coughs) Slow Pitch? Fast Pitch? fast. Is it Fast
0: Pitch? I'm pretty sure it's Fast Pitch. Is it? Okay, well,
1: that's what I'm reading Uh, by Nick Stone. Yes, I've read her. uh, I've read Dear Martin and Dear Justice. Those are, like, connected. This one is standalone, so I'm reading that right now. I'm listening on audiobook to a book called Silverfin, and it's a a young James Bond novel. Ah. Okay. So I'm reading this for two reasons. One of them is sad, and I didn't mention it last time we were talking about James Bond. But in high school, a, a, a friend of mine, Dan Yusuf, was his name. We read James Bond books together. Like I'd get him a James Bond book for Christmas, and it was just like this is just a thing we did. And I, we just found out a bunch of my friends and I were were chatting, and we just had found out that he passed away, like very, oh, wow. yeah, very unexpectedly. And so we were all just like shocked by this, you know, because. It wasn't like we'd all stayed super tight post high school, but like in high school, you know, we had like just kind of a a core group. And so we were all just like texting each other. And so like in a way, like the nice, the nice, you know, I always try to look for like the, the nice part of this. And Mm -hmm. the the nice part would be that we all kind of like reconnected, like all of my high school friends, you know, we were all just like texting each other and like talking on the phone, being like, what, what, you know, Mm -hmm. what happened? It was just, you know, just a tragic medical thing. But, um, kind of nice to reconnect in that way and just kind of reaffirm old friendships and and you know share memories of dan and everything uh but yeah he and i would read james bond books together and so i i've gotten away from reading those quite a lot but i read that other one and uh i had actually i put this one on hold and it just came in now and so i thought i'd do it so i'm kind of reading it you know in tribute to my old friend and this is one that my little brother he loves this series and he's always tried to get me to do so i'm having a good time with it so far excellent yeah any graphic novels any comic books
0: not at the moment. Okay,
1: I have been sort of bouncing back and forth, like you and your Louise Penny situation, Allie, I've caught up with Superman. Okay. It's just uh, it's a it's a hard place to be, you know. It really is. Technically, there's a couple <laughs> issues that I haven't read, but like, the full arc is not out yet, and they're mm-hmm. like it's like a monthly drop, so mm-hmm. I can't read three issues of this story yeah. and then wait like three more months to conclude it. And that so does sound kind of like I a new un- I unusual form of torture. I don't like it. I don't like it. So I've got to switch. I've got to switch to reading something else. So I've been kind of bounce, bouncing back and forth between uh, Marvel and DC. And uh, my wife has a show called Previously on X-Men where she covers X-Men things. And so she and I are going to do an episode of uh, on X-Men Green, which is part of uh, Marvel's Infinity Comics, which we talked about back in the Webtoon episode. They have these. And she's read all of the X-Men series. There's like 70, 75 issues. And she pounded right through it. One of the recurring segments was this X-Men Green where it's, it's kind of like, I, you know, kind of like low lower tier characters. And it's kind of like an eco. They're kind of eco. I mean, there's no kind of about it. They're basically eco terrorists.
0: You know, I think Caleb and I were just talking about this this morning. Oh, really? Actually. Is this so horticulture or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Horticulture yep. We were just talking it. about this today.
1: Bizarre. Okay. Yeah. So, well, maybe you and Caleb would want to listen to Previously on maybe. X-Men, hosted by Hilary Gunning. <laughs> Uh, So I've been reading a lot of that. And then I've been reading um, some Wolverine books because uh, the main character in X-Men Green is Nature Girl. And I haven't read her outside of um, the Unlimited, uh, the Infinity Comics. So I'm reading some of her stuff in uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. So that's where I'm at uh, comic book wise right now. Are you watching anything good?
0: So I just started the show Arcane with a couple of my friends.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: It's an animated show. I think it's a Netflix original. Okay. Maybe not. It's on Netflix. I don't know if it's a Netflix original for sure. And it's about, so far as I can tell so far, it's about these two sisters in this kind of fantasy world who live in this, like, there's, like, these kind of two towns on top of each other. One is, like, the posh, you know, wealthy town, and the other is the, like were poor and like a little bit oppressed by this other town situation. There's a
1: Charles Dickens book similar to that, mm. if I recall. Yes, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, and then they find these like magical blue stones. Okay. All kinds of things happen. I don't really know where it's going yet, mm-hmm. but...
1: Something similar happens in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh. So it's just pulling
0: any? from a lot of sources here.
1: Hey, have you seen the Indiana Jones movies? I have not. Oh my I gosh.
0: I haven't seen a single Indiana Jones <laughs> oh movie. Oh my gosh.
1: I'm adding it to the list. Wow. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. But you know who Harrison Ford is. You's,
0: I know who Harrison Ford Harrison is. I've seen Ford, Star or Wars, or seen and Star I've Wars. seen um, Blade Runner.
1: Oh, okay. Which I really like. You no. Know. Okay. I hate that Blade Runner. That wasn't what you were
0: expecting. You don't like no, Blade Runner? No, I don't
1: like Blade Runner. What's wrong with Blade Runner? I want to... Li- I mean, it's so long and confusing, I guess. Huh. I never watched the sequel. Did you watch the sequel? Yeah,
0: I thought it was pretty good. It didn't have the quite the same, like, Ponderous Spark as the first one.
1: Ponderous Spark. Okay.
0: That's no. That's I, what I would I, say. I, Yeah, you're right. Um... I, like, it it did pose some of the same kind of interesting questions that I feel like the first one does. Okay. But it felt a little more action movie Yeah. Which is kind of what I would expect of a sequel, so I wasn't also upset. Also
1: very long. Well, I like, don't remember f- how long like it was. Hours. It's like three hours. It's a long haul.
0: I didn't okay. feel like it was that long. Well, there you go. You've wrong. seen
1: Blade Runner and I haven't. Have you read any Philip K. Dick, like, short stories? I would love like to, that? but I don't
0: think I actually haven't have. haven't done it. Okay. Not yet. It'll happen. All right. But anyway, Arcane. Yes. Arcane. I guess it's set in the same world as the game League of Legends. Oh. Which I don't know anything about, but apparently that's a thing. All right. But this is one that like when it came out, I want to say not this past fall, but the one before everyone was like, wow, this show is amazing. It's so good. Al! you have to watch it. But like no one ever really gave me any information about the show or why I should watch it other than (laughs) just it's good. You should watch it. So this became kind of a Stranger Things effect where I was like, there's no way
1: you can't do it. No, you can't make me.
0: And I finally caved. And I have started watching it with my friends. Okay, it's pretty good and so you're far. All right. Like I'm not. I don't know. I'm not as excited about it as yeah. like a new Louise Penny book say. But sure. But it, it's been yeah. it's been pretty good so okay. far. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Show wise, my wife and I started watching um, the Rings of Power. Pa- it's such a confusing name. It's Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, right? Isn't that the? That sounds right. Isn't that the whole <laughs> title? So we started watching that. I have started for the millionth time watching A Good Place. Did you ever watch A Good Place? I haven't. Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. I don't know. It looks fun. I mean, I loved Veronica Mars. I loved Ted Danson, you know, Cheers and other things. Cheers is a TV show. Okay. Seminal TV show from the 80s, early 90s. But I just, I don't know. I could never get into this show. And so I'm trying it again. All right. We'll well, see how it goes.
0: Godspeed. Best of luck to you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I did some traveling over this last week. My wife and I went to New York City because I got tickets for The Daily Show. And we went to we went to see a taping. And while we were there, we also saw a Broadway show, and both were super fun. Do you have any background with the Daily show, Trevor Noah, or anything like that? Um,
0: I've seen some. Okay. I think
1: this was I mean, I've for like in high school, I used to watch The Daily Show, and I just have ever since. In the last couple of years, I've done more like they put it in a podcast format, and I'll, okay. I'll like listen to that pretty much daily. Uh, and so I've always wanted to go to a taping. And when they announced the new cycle of guest hosts, because Trevor Noah uh, stepped—he did seven years—and then he uh, he stepped down as host at the end of 2022. When they announced guest hosts, they were like, "We're doing a ticket lottery." So I put my name in, thinking like, I'll never, it will i never—it won't work." All right, understandable. Know? And but then we did, and we got priority seating, which meant like things would have to go crazy wrong for us not to get seats. You know what I mean? Because it's there's incredible. like priority, and then there's general, and general is sort of like if we go through all the priority lists and we still have seats, he'll get one. So we felt pretty good about the odds. And so we saw that Leslie Jones was the guest host, Leslie Jones from uh, Saturday night live or the ghostbusters movie. She was great. Super funny. Charlamagne, the God from the breakfast club uh, radio show was the guest. And this was somebody that I knew of, but didn't, I had no like attachment to. So it was kind of like, Whatever. But it was so good. Like, his interview was really good. It was a lot about, like, mental health and taking it seriously. And um, so I don't know if we have his book here at the David A. Howe Public Library, but we're gonna if we don't, because I was really interested and I wanted to read it. But it was just really interesting, just from a production standpoint, I guess, because we were really close, you know, so we could kind of see everything. And they recorded it mostly live. I mean... You know, it airs later, but like there wasn't a lot of like retakes, little fumbles and stuff. They just pounded right through. So it's maybe two or three times where she was like, no, I ruined that joke. Let's do it again. So it was kind of interesting to see that like Hmm. reset and go into it again. Super fun. A lot of waiting in line. I don't know that I would like jump to do it again, but it was kind of a bucket list thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to go to one of the tapings. And so it was really cool to see. The only other time I went to New York City was in 1998 with my grandpa where we saw The Sound of Music. Hmm. And we went to the Ed Sullivan Theater uh, where the Beatles played. The Beatles prominent uh, British band from the 60s uh, played there. And then David Letterman had his show there. And so I got my picture under the marquee and we went to the same place. And I got a picture under the marquee again, only now it's Colbert. So it's kind of cool, like 25 years apart to see the two pictures. Uh, The show we watched was Some Like It Hot. Hmm, okay and uh you know the movie's great the movie's jack lemon tony curtis and marilyn monroe the plot is tony curtis and jack lemon's characters uh, are witnesses to a crime and they they go undercover in an all-woman's band and that's that's it you know and then hilarity and shenanigans ensue naturally, uh, naturally this is a new version of the show it's you know it's a musical there's not even a broadway cast album yet because it's so new it was great it was like the best theater experience i've ever had it was just like the, all the acting was great the music was great the sets the costumes you know the dancing the, it was a it was perfect with like the spectacle and the humor i can't wait to get the recording it, it was it was super fun so i well, liked incredible. it quite a lot i know it was a really fun trip it was a really fun trip beat that
0: i don't know if you i can. can you don't have anything yeah. all right
1: Well, then why don't we jump over to some book news? Are you ready? Yes, I am. Look into the future to see what it proves. It's time for book news. All right, I'm going to tell you what's on the New York Times bestseller list. This is combined print and ebook. Okay. All right. Number 14 on the list is The Boys from Biloxi Two Childhood Friends Following Their Father's Footsteps, which puts them on opposite sides of the law by John Grisham. I say this because I want to read this, and yet I still haven't. It's been Mm -hmm. on here for 13 weeks. This is one where consistently I've had a hold on the audiobook and it comes in at the most inopportune time.
0: Oh, that's the worst. And
1: then I got to kick it down the street because I'm not mm-hmm. ready for it. And then it comes. It's happened, I think, twice where it's come ready. And I'm like, right. Like I was doing our book club mm-hmm. book here and I was like, I can't do it. And I don't want to hold it up. You know, so I push it down the road. One of these days, Allie, it's going to happen. Jumping up to number 10 with two weeks on the list, The House in the Pines by Anya Reyes. Seven years after witnessing her best friend drop dead, Maya returns to her Berkshires hometown to piece together what happened The Berkshires. Oh, huh. What do you think yeah. about that?
0: It sounds like a very, I don't know, sounds like a very bread and butter kind of book. Sounds
1: like one of those books.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right?
1: Yeah. My wife just finished the new Ruth Ware She wrote, like, The Woman in Cabin 10 and other things like that, and she was kind of, like, meh about it. So, Mm. I don't know. I don't know if this sort of, like, subgenre is a little played out. Like, maybe we'll step away from that and come back to it. Number nine, five weeks on the list. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Uh, Five weeks on the list. Two friends find their partnership challenged in the world of video game design.
0: That is a very interesting tagline for that book based on what I know of it. Oh, you know. Because I think it has, like like different timelines and like oh like multiple world possibilities and stuff going on oh i haven't read it yet this is one that i checked out and then (laughs) yeah (laughs) my hold on the penny came in and i was like well i guess you gotta wait yeah so i haven't read it yet you have your
1: priorities uh number eight 53 weeks on the list ugly love by colleen hoover do i just have to read one of these i mean am i like required (laughs) by law at this point maybe is it the responsible thing to do i don't want to
0: well, better you than me, that's all I have to say. It's, uh, it's I'm going to s- say you have to, and then okay. I don't have to.
1: It's a to. Stranger Things situation for me as well, where I'm like, but I don't want to read a Colleen Hoover book, you know? When we, were in, when we were in Times Square, we went into a little bookstore, mm-hmm. and there was a display, and the display was only Colleen Hoover books. And I was like, even here? Why?
0: Well, you know, there's just there's just no avoiding know. it. I
1: don't know. Here's the synopsis. Tate Collins and Miles Archer, an airline pilot, think they can handle a no strings attached arrangements. But they can't. <laughs> 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 I knew they were sexy. Come on. It has to be. That's you know what? That's why that's probably why I combined print and ebook. Um, people people like their naughty books, uh, ebook style. Hmm. So they don't have to talk to another human. We see you. We know. <laughs> Number seven, 80 Weeks on the List, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Do you know what book I love by Taylor Jenkins Reid? Daisy I Jones asked on the six. There you go, because I've <laughs> said it a million times. A movie icon recounts stories of her loves and careers to a struggling magazine writer. Number 10, 6. Number 6, 10 Weeks on the List, <laughs> Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. A scientist and single mother living in California in the 1960s becomes a star on a TV cooking show. Oh, How would you do on a TV cooking show?
0: Not very well. Really? I think
1: you have the vibe.
0: Well, it would depend on the TV cooking show.
1: Make your own potatoes and
0: fry them up, you know? If it was like the Great British Baking Show, which is just like the most wholesome of all TV cooking shows, maybe I would be okay. But I feel like if it was a different one, I might just like crack under the pressure. if it was
1: like like a top chef or like a master chef situation. Yeah, I feel like that
0: just, it sounds like not a good time.
1: I feel that the drama of those situations would not appeal to you
0: yeah yeah but i'm also better at cooking than i am at baking so i feel oh. like i need a cooking version what of the do break. you have
1: like a signature dish
0: i like to make curry a lot
1: curry just like any kind of curry pretty much do you make any vegetarian curries usually what time should i be over <laughs> uh, okay,
0: actually i i almost exclusively cook vegetarian food cause same i don't really know how to cook meat oh and so i okay. just don't I yeah. Just don't. A couple weeks ago, Caleb was sick, and I actually made chicken noodle soup with chicken for him. Wow! Look at you. But I bought a rotisserie chicken to uh, use as the chicken, so okay. it was already cooked. Okay. Okay. That's have to cheating, but yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: All right. Well, at least you didn't kill him, though. That's true. Yeah. Give him salmonella poisoning oh my gosh, that would or something. Be terrible. I would say banana bread is my go-to. Okay. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make something, I'm more likely to make like a banana bread or something like that. There's dinners. There's dinners that I'm pretty good at, you know. But I feel like. Banana bread would be my signature dish.
0: I mean, banana bread is like, I feel like there's no situation where where banana bread is a bad thing. No. You know what I mean? It only, it only improves. It only improves improves whatever's going on. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah. We, on this, we agree. Number five, (laughs) new this week, hell bent by Lee Bardugo. The second book in the Alex Stern series, Alex risks her future at Leth and Yale. Is that right? What is that word? To get Darlington out of purgatory.
0: Is it, I don't know if it's Leth or Leith. Okay.
1: It's one of the two. It's one of the two. You know what? I didn't mention this, but I feel that I have to mention it now. Uh, <laughs> I binge watched that 90s show on oh, Netflix. Yeah. I should have said this earlier, but I, I can't not talk about it. Yeah, I did. Did you ever... Did you watch that 70s show? Did you have any... Okay. I did not. I did. I did. You know, it wasn't like I've seen every single episode. It wasn't like I must watch that 70s show. And I've never rewatched it. But I was always a fan. I always liked it. This show... I don't know. I was like, whatever, I don't care, you know, but like I was home the day that it dropped and I had some time, you know, and I was like, all right, let's put one on. So over the course of two days, I watched it. My friend Kendra is a huge That 70s Show fan. So I was like, we were texting back and forth as we were watching this and I was like, this is bad. And she was like, kind of. And then by about the midway point, we're both like, all right, I love it. And it is, uh, I love a good comfort food sitcom. Hmm. My wife always wants a uh, twisty sci-fi, like that's her comfort uh-huh. food. And I love a good twisty sci-fi, but if I'm going to like, if I've had like a long day and I just want to like chill, mm-hmm. I want that kind of like comfort food sitcom. And this did it for me. There's a very, there's an extended Beverly Hills 90210 bit with a cameo from the original cast. And that's like, that's my wheelhouse. I'm a 90s kid. Allie, did you know that?
0: I did know that.
1: 80s and 90s. Anyway, I, I recommend it. Don't expect, uh, don't expect high art. Just expect a good time baby it's also <laughs> it's also like <laughs> it's it's not it's like if you if you're expecting to watch it and be like yes this is exactly what the 90s are like uh-uh no if you want to if you want that watch Beverly Hills 90210 this is like somebody who's like a 20 year old being like I bet that's what the 90s are like but I'm fine with it you know I
0: feel added
1: do you yeah. good okay uh, <laughs> because you know, it it's '90s enough, and like the the jokes about the '90s are broad enough that you would get it. So yeah, I had a good time all around. I had a good time all around. I'd watch more. I watched all ten. You know, okay. but I'm ready for season two. Bring it on. All right. Uh, number four. Fifty eight weeks on the list. I don't want. Uh,
0: That's a really long time.
1: Verity by Colleen Hoover. This lady. I know. All right.
0: Do I have to read one? Okay. Also. Okay. I just got the Kirkus magazine that has her on it oh which for those of you who don't know we we usually look through the Kirkus here at the library when we're ordering books it's very helpful and they'll often like feature a certain author and I got the one it was handed down to me through you know you and Kate and whoever else and she looks a lot like Amy Schumer to me really yeah oh she looks nothing I don't know what I imagined Colleen Hoover would look like but she looks nothing like what I imagined she would look like
1: okay all right
0: that's all I have to say.
1: Well, here's what Verity's about. Lowen Ashley is hired by the husband of an injured writer to complete her popular series and uncovers a horrifying truth. Oh, no. I don't know what the truth is. <laughs> I haven't read it. i have to read the book to find out. All right, number three. New this week, The House of Wolves by James Patterson and Mike Lupica. Interesting. Mike Lupica is making the rounds. We've discussed my love of all things Robert V. Parker in the past.
0: Yeah. We have. It's Mike, been touched yes. on,
1: at least. Mike Lupica... Uh, took over the Sonny Randall series from Robert B. Parker, and that was that series would, was dormant for like ten or fifteen years, and all of a sudden there's a new Sonny Randall by Mike Lupica, and um, so I'm I'm actually currently reading the second of his um, Sonny Randall books, kind of in the back background, uh, but I see he's also taken over the Jesse Stone books later on, so that's two. That he's and those those he's completely writing alone. But let's be honest, he's writing this James Patterson one alone too. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired. Come on, no. But anyway, interesting. It's it's this is an interesting new like subset. It's not new, but it just seems like this subset of like writing under other authors' names is just so mainstream now. I guess maybe that's what's more new about it that it used to be kind of like an isolated thing, and then. James Patterson. James Patterson. He Man. broke that glass ceiling. <laughs> he said he I should I shouldn't have to write my own books. Crash. So yeah, Mike Lupica is writing in the House of Wolves. After her father is murdered, Jenny Wolf becomes the head of a powerful family in California. Oh, oh. can I ask you <laughs> can I ask you a loaded question that you're not prepared for?
0: Uh, sure. How do you
1: feel about something like this when it's like two men writing a book from the perspective of like A woman who's suddenly in power in a male-dominated world, like, is that that seems weird to me? Like, I don't, I don't think that you can only write books about your own experience. Mm -hmm. But like, Sunny Randall's the same thing. It's always been written by man, and it's specifically kind of about her being a woman in in sort of the Mm -hmm. PI field. And this is the same kind of thing where you have Jenny Wolf taking over this like powerful. I would assume, mafia family. Right. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, it is interesting because it's kind of the situation where it's like, again, I don't want to get in a situation where we're like, you can only write books about people who are exactly like you because that would not be good. Yeah. But it does... When I look at something that's specifically about a woman's kind of experience as a woman dealing with sexism or whatever else, I'm kind of like, I feel like maybe this should be written by a woman because a lot of the time... I feel like when guys talk to you about sexism, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's clear that they have a pretty good understanding of what it's like. And sometimes it's clear that they have no understanding (laughs) of what it's like. They want to, they sympathize, they mean to, you know, support you so much, Yeah. but they just have no idea. They just have no idea. Yeah. But I feel like with a book, like with a movie, sometimes I'm like, you should have found a different writer or a different director. But with a book, I'm kind of like... I don't know what to tell you like just you give your story idea to a woman like I yeah I'm not quite sure how to respond in that case I
1: you know this is a thing that I, th- I think about from time to time you, you brought up movies and I think like particularly in in like you know the superhero movie j- genre mm. uh, when it's you know when it's uh, they seem so reluctant to put up like a, a female fronted superhero yeah. story and then like when they do I don't know. I just think you run the risk of being like, all right, the women have to write the women superhero movies right. and direct the superhero movies and maybe that's like not a box that you want to be in. Right. So I don't really know what the what yeah. the right thing is, you know? I yeah. guess I would <laughs> I would err on the side of like leaning towards like giving women opportunities regardless of what they are because it's not a level playing field, but I don't know. This is just a topic that always mm-hmm. interests me as I'm picking books and things like that. I just wonder what is the correct thing? Is there a correct thing? I you hear
0: you. I hear you. And uh, yeah, with movies, I do feel like there's some, especially with superhero movies, there's some complication because on the one hand, you don't want it to be like, a, oh, only women can write these women-led right. superhero or movies, watch them, and then it know. becomes like a this is a woman thing, Right. which I feel like is not what we want to communicate. Because yeah. already, any time you have something like Captain Marvel comes out, there's enough of an attitude among like the right. Marvel dudes right. of like, well, this one's <laughs> for women. I'm not gonna watch it. Right. Like I watched it, but I didn't like yeah. it. But I'm gonna give you zero reasons why I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> but at the same time, just being like, oh yeah, having having a man write or direct a movie about a woman, like. He's totally going to know everything that he needs to know. You know, like then I feel like then we have situations like like the Multiverse of Madness where I'm like, did anyone on (laughs) on this writing team ever speak with a mother ever? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't I don't know how to advise you. there. I'm afraid.
1: So you're not able to solve the problem of sexism today. Not today.
0: Give me (laughs) give me some time. This is
1: the finale. I really wanted a big finish. All right.
0: New from the David A. Hall Public Library, The Solution to Sexism. I, honestly,
1: I'm just trying to avoid talking about these next two Colleen Hoover books, but <laughs> let's, we're, we have to. Uh, number two, 83 weeks on the list. It ends with us. A battered wife raised in a violent home attempts to halt the cycle of abuse. And number one on the list, 13 weeks here. It starts with us. In the sequel to It Ends With Us, Lily deals with her jealous ex-husband as she reconnects with her first boyfriend. Hmm. Okay. That feels a little problematic to me as well. But Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't know.
1: Okay. All right. I don't know. All right.
0: I will say I like the cover of it. Ends with us. It's very pretty.
1: It is. All the covers are good. All I mean, Verity's not. Verity was not a good cover. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Shots
0: fired. I, did,
1: <laughs> I didn't like that one. But I mean, see, yeah, see, right. I
0: feel like now you you just have this unexplained personal vendetta against Colleen. Against Hoover. Colleen Hoover. See yeah. that that alone makes me feel like maybe yeah. you need to read one. Maybe I do.
1: I mean, I finally relented and I read The Nightingale. And I read um, Where the Crawdads Sing, because those were okay. other ones that like would not go away. Mm-hmm. Nightingale, pretty okay. Crawdads, no thanks. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's a hard pass on crawdads. Who knows here. where
1: Colleen Hoover's going to be. Have you read Crawdads or seen it? I have it? not. You haven't read it or seen I it haven't
0: read either. it or seen it. Okay. But I did have... I
1: want you you go ahead and guess exactly what happens, and you'll be right. Oh,
0: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pet crawdad slash crayfish, depending on your really? choice of terminology when I was a kid. Okay.
1: I it like is... Crawdad. <laughs> Let's say
0: Crawdad. Crawdad just is like so did, much more. Did you, it has so much more character. Did you catch it? I did. Well, actually, I think my dad might have caught
1: Just one? That one.
0: Well, so here, that feels this is sad. a very tragic story, actually. Oh, my gosh.
1: Okay.
0: Part of, parts of it aren't tragic. I had this frog. But
1: parts of all stories aren't <laughs> tragic. The that reason doesn't... that I had this frog. not really helpful to <laughs> my say. My sister
0: and I each had a, a frog, okay? Uh, okay. My frog That's died, fine. and so she did the loving and caring big sister thing and gave me her frog
1: oh okay I, I would not do that
0: so. I, I don't think i would no. either so no, she's a better nice. person than i am she's a good egg that she cat is a good Stevie. egg yeah. and sometime after this i somehow decided that i wanted a crawdad and my parents <laughs> okay. were like that seems achievable <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta
1: go to where they say so
0: we we researched how to do it and we were like okay Crawdads eat frogs, so we can't get a big one. We have to a get prob- a little one. That would be a problem. Because they're going to be in the same tank.
1: Do they eat dead frogs? Because that would be...
0: So we went on a lot of trips to try and catch an appropriately sized crawdad. Because
1: you can't just like buy a crawdad.
0: Maybe you can. I, I've never But like seen there were tons in Creeks, so we were like, a What's, a why tank. would we buy one when we yeah. can grab one? And it took us a really long time to find one that seemed appropriately sized. We found one that was tiny, tiny, okay. tiny. This is like...
1: Blue. I mean, I've seen them. They look like little lobsters. kind mm-hmm. of okay. They're like
0: little mini freshwater lobsters. Okay. And I was the one who caught it in my like little empty yogurt cup in the pond. You know, oh, kind you of a situation. Well, I even fun. caught it. That's fine. We took it home. It was so tiny. We're talking like pinky fingernail size crawdad. Oh, okay. Geez. We put it in the tank with the frog.
1: <laughs> Did the frog eat the, <laughs> the frog? Ate it yeah.
0: before my like six year old shocked and horrified yeah. eyes. So we got another crawdad. I think my dad or sister caught that one. It was a little bigger. It never ate the frog. The frog never ate it.
1: And they lived in harmony.
0: They lived in harmony until the crawdad escaped somewhere into our house. And we never found it again. And we moved away. Oh, (laughs) okay. But for a long time, they lived happily together. Uh, So my advice for any of you listeners, if you want to have a crawdad, don't keep it with your frog. And you want to put something, you want to like a really secure closed top to your tank. And you want to put something really heavy on it.
1: It's madness to me that the idea was ever to have the frog and the crawdad coexist.
0: You know, retrospectively, I don't know why we chose that. Well, I
1: mean, you just you said in your preamble that the frog is a natural predator and and, and vice, no, vice versa. The, you said the, the crawdad, crawdad is the, the natural
0: frog. predator of the frog. And, and you, the frog is the one a that little ate box the crawdad. Together. Okay. So we had like a screen separator between them. Okay. But crawdads climb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it never ate the frog.
1: Yeah okay
0: yeah okay right. so Good that was okay. that was the saga of, all right of pinch the crawdad pinch <laughs> Pinch oh, was his he, name. Like and pl- the frog was named frog, <laughs>
1: frog pog did you was, was that six. your sister's name no, did you was, rename it
0: i did it was frog pog and hoppy uh-huh and then hoppy was renamed to be frog pog the second oh because <laughs> i just couldn't couldn't in, really cope with the fact that frog Pug was sure. gone
1: yeah all right well that's uh that's it <laughs> for the combined print and ebook fiction. (laughs) Trigger warning for anyone with crawdad, sad crawdad stories in their background. (laughs) I'm just
0: wondering what possessed me to name a frog, Frog Pog.
1: Frog Pog. I mean, it's cute. But
0: what does it mean? (laughs) Hashtag
1: Frog Pog. (laughs) I don't think it means anything. I don't think it means... Were you thinking like Poliwog maybe? Like frog and Poliwog?
0: I don't know what a Poliwog is. Okay,
1: well... I don't know. Uh, I can't it help seemed
0: it. right at the time. All right. Whatever a pog is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like a pog, well, a pog. There was the game pogs, but that's again 90s. Yeah, so I, don't I don't.
0: I didn't know about that either. You didn't either.
1: know about pogs. Okay. All right. Well, we're done. We're done with the combined print and ebook fiction. No more Colleen Hoover, and we're pretty much at the end of the era, Allie. So here we are.
0: It's crazy to here think. Here we
1: are. I know. No We've we've had a consistent podcast here for so long. It's it's crazy to me. How long has it been? How long have we been doing this? Well, so I started here in 2014, and it was kind of a thing in the back of my mind that I really wanted to do and did not know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I just thought it would be, like, cool and fun, you know? Right. And it's sort of like, I don't know. Now there's, like, a million podcasts. Like, everybody has a podcast. You know, it was a little little less crowded at that point. There weren't Mm -hmm. a lot of, like, I looked, and I couldn't really find... A lot of library-specific podcasts. I thought it would be fun when Eric came on as uh, he started as sort of teen and tech combined, and he just had the know-how how to do it. And so we kind of talked about it, and eventually we were like, "Well, let's just do it. Let's just throw something up there." <laughs> So it was August of 2015 where the where the first one started, the All the book Show. We had these grand ideas of what we want to do, and one of the recurring uh, segments that we wanted to have, and, and it remained consistent throughout, was the Lonely Hearts Book Club, which uh, we did one with Heather. We, we did. did that weird... It was.
0: It was exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's that's all I have to say.
1: So that's how we started the show with one called uh, "Thinning the Turkey Herd by Robin oh. Campbell. Yes. Oh. Uh, we had a good time. It was a Jimmy Jimmy Flannery. mystery was a Jimmy Flannery mystery. And we had the whole series of these Jimmy Flannery books like none of them had checked out. Oh, my ever. goodness. So that's how we started. And we went on for about 300 episodes when you count like everything all mm-hmm. together. The all the book show had about th- it's 275 numbered episodes, which are still available on our SoundCloud or YouTube. You can go listen to the whole show so we had 275 numbered and then probably another 25 or so of like little uh, off the books episodes that were small interviews or just other things that didn't really fit the weekly setup right
0: and what kinds of things would you do was it pretty similar to the house thing stuff that we've yeah, been doing yeah format
1: wise it's it's not that much different i mean we you know we i think we focus a little bit more on um awards and, and shows Nick and things like Paris. that So some different segments and things, but the rough structure uh, was was pretty much the same. And after the first couple of episodes, the Angelica radio station approached us about airing it on mm-hmm. their FM channel, which was cool. And we were like, yeah, absolutely. And so we've had that Wednesday evening, Wednesdays at 9 on WRAQ out of Angelica. You can listen on their website as well. Uh, has aired the, all the book show, and then when we switched over to house things, they they took that on. So when Eric was getting ready to leave... Uh, he left in, in um, <laughs> March of 2020. Like his Boy, that's a rough time. It's a, it's a hard time to move cross-country. I'll tell you that. His last day here was the last day the library was open. And so it was like the timing was crazy. But the, the one good thing about that timeline-wise with the podcast was that we recorded a million episodes. Like from January, early like February and early March, we did like two episodes a week. Because okay. all the books uh, was weekly. Okay. Like every, it wasn't every other week. Uh, and so we were like, we just got to get ahead of this. And then the plan was like, he would just keep doing it. You know, we'd just kind of like do it remote like we did with the interviews, but we wanted to have a buffer so that like, right. Get yeah. Settled and everything. Understandable. So pandemic wise, it was nice because we had probably another pff, six or seven weeks of episodes already in the can. So we could just kind of like let that unspool. Uh, but we went in and we recorded, intros for all of them Uh because now suddenly the things we were saying didn't make sense it was like we were talking about going out to restaurants and programs that we were having like we were very specific about what date everything was recorded so we were we were constantly like talking about library programs that were all canceled so we Mm -hmm. had we recorded little intros just being like hey you probably hear that we're like happy and having a good time that's because we recorded these in February
0: aged oddly yeah yeah
1: so while that was while that was going on and that, that worked he kept doing episodes until november the last episode was uh november 29th of 2020 so over five years every week that's a
0: long time and crazy that's a lot of it commitment. really was
1: crazy and we ended with another uh, robin campbell uh, lonely hearts club book one called plug nickel which was <laughs> really fun to do but yeah, while we were in the, the heart of the pandemic, we both got the comic book app. So we started reading like a million comics because we were just trapped at home. So the first little spinoff of, of the All the Books show we did was one called Comic Book Coffee Break. Thanks for joining us on our Comic Book Coffee Break. I'm Nick Gunning. I'm Eric Mickels, known online as Dust versus Tweak. Eric, today I'm drinking New Orleans French Market Coffee Vieux Carré Blend with a little bit of creamer and a touch of Irish cream to it. Very good, uh, very good. I've, very I've got good. a mug of, you know what, this is ironic. I have a mug of a root beer. Oh, I don't, legally, I don't know if you can do that. Uh, well, it's done. Here's the thing though. When well, I hold up my uh, my mug to the camera because I'm right-handed, and during yeah, like the like, heart like, of the pandemic, we that did that every week. But around. that was just uh, we just sat down; it was a video show, and mm-hmm. we just kind of talk about all the comics that we'd read. Uh, we did that through the pandemic, and we still do it, but it's more like an annual thing, like we do sort of an end of year. But you know, when November was rolling around, he was he was kind of like I. It's just getting too hard to try to keep up the weekly schedule and stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel um, like that would be hard to yeah. just be like somewhere else.
1: So we had, yeah.
0: Doing other things and then be like, yeah, here I am. yeah.
1: And it did. I mean, it really, we had a good time even doing it remote. It wasn't like we were not having fun with it anymore. It was just kind of like, it's starting to get hard. So let's Mm -hmm. do something now. So we were like, well, why don't we take it through 275 so that we can have a nice round finish. Right, yeah. And so that's kind of how we did. We planned it out. And I just didn't want to keep doing it exactly as it was and just right. like it talked about like rotating hosts and things so that's where the idea of house things came along it was kind of like well, let's just end this one and let's let's start something new there was not a lot of lag time though because i was being mindful of the radio play. right you know it's I very totally considerate I mean. of you <laughs> thank you <laughs> and so yeah the idea for house things originally was that it was going to be twice twice a month instead of every single week which was just a little bit more manageable it yeah just me I went to that schedule and started out like if you go back and look at the early episodes, it is like a, a local guest like Bo Hutchings is in a lot of them or Kate or uh, Jessica or Nikki or uh, Sally Jacoby Murphy from the Hammondsport Library. And then the other one would be uh, an interview. So it was kind of like, you know, interview local guest interview local guests and that's kind of how it started but people seem to gravitate more towards to just like the rotating guests so that's kind of what we got into yeah the first episode of that was december 7th 2020 that was a cozy bros christmas with Bo hutchings Bo's one of my oldest friends and uh for years here he he played the nutcracker prince when we did the nutcracker ballet so we started doing these like reading cheesy christmas books together uh, while he was here, and then we've continued to do it annually.
0: I remember that. What is it like? Christmas donut murder. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas donut, <laughs> donut murder. Yeah, yeah just, we've it, read some. It's like it's just like, it's just three words kind of strung together. You know it what is. I mean? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the best of them. Mine. Mine was <laughs> called. Oh, this year it was like Hoppy, Hoppy Holiday Homicide or something like that. It was bunny related. It was about a woman who was like kind of a PI who could talk to animals. Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> and those was the latka in the library but that was the first official episode it was a, it was a christmas thing and so you know that kind of brings us up to date here we're uh, january 30th 2023 so there were kind of 60 traditional episodes of house things plus um the from the stacks like offshoots that were smaller little things i have some stats for you oh, on, stats! Uh, yes on most recurring guests do you know do you know who the most recurring guest on House Things is? I don't know. It's you.
0: <gasps> what? It's you.
1: Do you know how many episodes of House Things we've done together?
0: I, We've done some.
1: A lot. A lot. It was more than I thought. It's 18.
0: That feels like a lot. We've
1: done 18. So that's a, actually a pretty large, when you think of like there being 60 total episodes.
0: Well, and especially because I've only been here for like a year and a half. Yeah. Or I guess maybe a year and three quarters. Yeah.
1: The first one we did was for the summer reading program, that fairy tale ones. So yes, we did like spins. And I think
0: that was tales. like the second week I was here, and you were like, "You really, want to be on a podcast?" And was I was really like, "Really early? Sure." Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like my favorite one that we did was the Doctor Strange one.
0: I w- it was a good time it was definitely <laughs> memorable
1: that's that's the only time i feel like where we've done an episode and then just had to do a separate episode to respond to the original episode just we like have,
0: two episodes back, we have back. that
1: whole episode that's just a rant about multiverse of madness yep. so yep
0: it's like th- i like how the first cathartic. episode is like us trying to like not yeah, be spoilery being, well and we were and talking like,
1: about the doctor strange character in general
0: right and yeah. i feel like also we were we were a bit more restrained yeah about our disapproval of the Multiverse of Madness in the first episode, we were kind of like, you know, it's not good, but like... Yep. and then the second episode was just like all right let's tear it to the ground Yeah,
1: yep. <laughs> that was pretty rough but yeah so you you win by far because you've been in 18 of them. Malik Costa has been in six of them so he he comes in second place for how many well times done, somebody's guested yeah Malik and I have read a lot of um, he we always do a, a Black History Month episode and a poetry month episode and then other ones peppered in there like we did um, we did one on Kwame, Kwame Alexander we did one <laughs> on uh, Malik's a huge Bruce Lee fan oh. So we did a whole episode just on Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he knows everything about Bruce Lee. So, But it was just kind of fun for me because I really only knew, like, the Green Hornet and, like, Mm -hmm. reputation of Bruce Lee. And so I really did a lot of reading and watched a bunch of Bruce Lee movies for that episode. And it was super fun. So I like that. Then after that, uh, Bo Hutchings ties Because we've done Christmas episodes every year and we've done Pride Month episodes every year. So he's been on five. And then Kate Miller has been on five, even though she doesn't like to be on the podcast. She says she doesn't like to be, but we usually have a good time. (laughs) So... I don't know. Lots of cool interviews, as I said. We did one um, on the All the Book Show. We did an episode with Michael Nesmith, uh, who passed away in the last couple of years. He was uh, you know, one of the monkeys, and we were specifically talking about his writing. And that was a, such a surreal experience for me. So we did that one. Um, and then we did another sort of 60s rock and roll interview with Don Danneman who was in The Circle. And The Circle, if you ever heard like Red Rubber Ball or Turn Down Day, I feel like you'd recognize Red Rubber Ball if you heard it but um there's it's a, a good chance it's a paul simon song but they like they opened for the beatles and like hmm. went on tour with the beatles and stuff so he had a lot of cool stories
0: i do actually know who the beatles are
1: oh you do not okay. as extensively
0: okay. as yeah. as you might hope but yes but i but know you i know some beatles songs
1: <laughs> i had a couple of great comic book interviews that i really like jamie lee rotante from archie comics i'm a big archie comics fan so it was really cool to talk with her and ask about like how they make the digest and just <laughs> the whole process of of the archie brand which is You know, like 80 years old at this point. Oh my gosh. Going strong, you know, with Riverdale and the graphics and uh, digest continue. So,
0: long live, I guess.
1: Had Mike Vosberg. Uh, We talked all about She Hulk. And the fun thing about that interview was that Mike uh, had spent, he lived in in Battle Creek, Michigan, which is where I grew up. And as over the course of the interview, we found out that he wrote a lot of the G.I. Joe or did the illustrations for a lot of the G.I. Joe comics in the willard public library where i worked as a teenager which is just that is a cool connection blew my mind like both of us were like how is this possible and most recently kate and i did uh, an interview with winsome bingham uh the author of the children's book soul food sunday and that was a cool one because that was one where we had talked about how much we liked the book and she actually listened to it and like called us up and we're like hey that's so
0: fun so
1: super fun so yeah it's uh it's been a good time it's been a good time here on house things the thing that I'm looking forward to most about But Have You Tried, though, is that it's um, it's just so it's different, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a different kind of thing, you know, whereas I feel like House Things is different by the nature of like a, a rotating guests and everything. But as we were said earlier, a lot of the structure is very similar to the right. book show. But this one I'm excited for, because like we learned in this episode that you've never seen anything Indiana Jones. Not a single know? one what i think i've
0: seen minnesota Cuke though
1: oh veggie tales veggie tales so you've seen the spoof but not the original okay yeah well that you got a launching point then okay that's your starting off point what i think is interesting though and and why i look forward to these conversations we're gonna have is because i feel like though a lot of our like the pop culture that we like the things that we're like into there's not a lot of crossover when we talk about books and movies that we like we're usually drawn to the same aspects of them
0: that's you true know what i mean like, yeah
1: like certain characters or certain like you know archetypes or tropes or like i don't know i just feel like that we have a lot of we have a lot of similarities mm-hmm. in sort of that ethereal stuff and not a lot of similarities in how in we terms of the actual stuff, yes. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so I feel like uh, I feel like that's uh, that's got some good. That's good. I still haven't gotten over that you'd never seen anything with Jim Carrey, <laughs> though you think you've seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spot. I have you seen have Eternal seen that, Sunshine as well. But Spot. you asked who he was in that, so that tells me that yeah, you don't have a lot of uh, Jim Carrey
0: knowledge. No, even
1: with two under your belt now. So. Yeah yeah so anyway, i'm still
0: like every time we bring up eternal sunshine i spotless mind i'm just like thinking back trying to imagine yeah. the main guy in my head and see if he looks like the guy from the majestic and i'm sure he must
1: <laughs> well it's in fact the same man <laughs> so yeah he definitely does well i mean i think that brings us to a close like i said it's always it's always hard for me to have like even though even though we're gonna do like specials and stuff we've got a new podcast going like this house things was kind of born out of the pandemic and and really like you know, this was started, and the, the bulk of its life was in such an odd time. Yeah, you know that it's. Uh, I don't know. It's always just going to be like really memorable to me in this moment, and of course, I have to. I have to thank Ben Lehman once again. Who all the music that he's ever done for both of these shows, it just never ceases to amaze me. I'll just like text him and be like, "Hey, I need this," and he'll be like, "I don't know, how's this?" and it's like perfect. Eric mickels made the House Things logo. Uh, as a parting gift, the the logo that we've used this whole time. So thanks to Eric for for all the good times. Thanks to you for being on 18 of 60 episodes. Thanks for having Pretty me. Pretty good. It's Looking been fun forward. to yeah. Pop
0: in here partway through. Yeah. But. For sure, have a good time here.
1: So the the like I said, all all three hundred episodes of all the all the book show and uh, all the episodes of House Things will remain on the YouTube page, and the plan is to keep up the uh, the House Things feed, so we can drop these uh, uh, new specials a couple times a year in there, and so that the uh, the archive will will remain active. So. I uh, appreciate you listening, and and it'll be there if you want to go back and and revisit your old favorites. The new show, um, the feed should be up, so you should be able to find that if you look up. But have you tried? Uh, you should be able to find that anywhere you get your podcast. There's always a little bit of a lag uh, when when new feeds are starting up, so. You might not see it right away in whatever podcast app uh, you're looking at, but it should be hitting everything soon. So keep checking back. We're planning to drop the first couple episodes of But Have You Tried right in this feed. So you'll have some time to sort of like transition over without missing anything. So. Lots of exciting things to come. All right. Well, that's going to do it for House Things. Thanks again for listening all these years. Hope you'll pop over to the new feed to listen to But Have You Tried? And keep an eye out for the, uh, the special episodes that we'll be dropping in the feed throughout the year. We'll see you when we see you. Yeah. All right. See you on the other side. That's right. So long, everybody.